trending towards optimism can help bring out people feel that, oh, this is a good conversation. This isn't a negative conversation. Hi, my name is Chris, and welcome to Let's Talk Teams, a podcast by Uptick, the one-on-one meeting software that helps managers and their teams get on the same page, but more than that, actually, really having better conversations with one another. Not just talking about the projects and the status updates and all the stuff you can do via email. It digs into the nitty-gritty things, how work is going and how your team members work best, the conversations you never get to actually have. In this episode, Michael and I dig into our thoughts about the best ways to build a one-on-one meeting, and we touch on some ways that managers and their teams can work on it together. I was thinking about this topic of starting one-on-ones, and I hearkened back to a blog that I wrote probably a year or so ago about what are the things that you need to to do when you get started. And part of it is that whole collaborative piece, Mm -hmm. making sure that you're both on the same page about what you want out of it. But that was one of the very first questions. Now, you've recently been managing a few people, and Mm -hmm. they're really high performers. Um, And one of the things I know you did was point one of my blog post, which is ask the team member what they want to get out of the meeting. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about your conversations with your team members and how how they responded to that. Yeah, so when we came in and we sat down, it was basically what I started off our conversation now just by saying, like, look, here's some things that I know I'm going to need from from this time together, like either the, the update on a couple things or sending me that ahead of time. Uh, I want to work through whatever problems you're you're having or things you're stuck on or things that you need to, to, work, to work better. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to end up asking you questions that are going to help me try to uncover if there are things that maybe we're both not aware right. are, are causing things to move a little slower or just that are a hurdle. But then also I want you to tell me what, uh, what do you want from this time? Mm-hmm. Um, like what kind of things do you, do you want this time? Do you want specific feedback from me on things that I haven't been getting to? I've just been slow on the punch and you want to use this time to like get my feedback on that. Mm-hmm. Talking about like where you want to go in this in this role or in this career, mm-hmm. uh, both people that were joining the team or joining my team were new to uptick at the time. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, we were talking a lot about like, okay, what is this? What does your, your optimal role look like? Mm-hmm. What did you think this job would be? Is it lining up with what you thought it would be? So that's a whole nother thing of like, how do you start one-on-ones if the person's new to the company, new to their role? Or how do you do one-on-ones with someone who's been in their role for a long time? I know you've had both of those situations. Right, for sure. So, Chris, when, you, when you're starting one-on-ones with someone who's been, you've worked with for a long time mm-hmm. and has been around for a long time, how did you start that? Because you already have like a whole baseline of relationship right, there. Right. I, I think there was still a decent amount of ambiguity for me about what people wanted from the actual meeting. So uh, even though we had a relationship, and it was a, usually a good relationship, you know, we have a really collegial office and people like each other and we get to hang out but there's still that thing of okay we blacked out this time what is it going to what does it mean and mm-hmm. it's going to be pretty meaningless if it only means something to me <laughs> so yeah so, it's so going to be pretty dead yeah it will and 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 I, I i have to admit i probably started some that way where i was like okay these are the questions that i want to have answered and when you answer them, the meeting will be over. And and I, you know, you, you do that once or twice, and you're like, okay, don't, you know, this is bad because it yeah. gets really dry. It's really dry. And where the give yeah. and take. So I I had a one-on-one this morning with a guy on our team, a really super smart guy. Well, I love to ask him not just about his career, but ways I can improve, things that he sees in the company. Mm-hmm. And and those were things that kind of opened up that relationship into making the one-on-one more alive. 
mm-hmm. wasn't just like you tell me what you're doing, but it's help me lead the company, lead up to me. And that's something you've done really well for me, Michael, is that um, in our conversations, there's a lot of transparency. Like this is something that you should you should consider, Chris. This is something we should do. And sometimes yeah. even stronger than that, like we should do that. Let's do this. When are we going to do this? Mm-hmm. And it's really good because it creates an atmosphere of kind of mutual momentum. So we use a short like set of questions when we're starting our one-on-ones mm-hmm. and then people respond. Yeah, not everyone responds to every question every time. Sometimes it's shorter, sometimes it's longer. Right. It all depends on, you know, the day or how much time someone has or if they if they have a lot to say about something if it strikes them. Mm-hmm. When what what's your like approach when you you read that and then you're in the meeting and maybe you ask a follow-up question to it? Let's say there's something that strikes a chord with someone and they're they're sharing like a bigger roadblock. Mm-hmm. Or or do you have a specific example? I'm kind of speaking in generality right now, but yeah, I think that I do. Um I've got a, a member of the team who has got fairly broad responsibilities. And so uh from one minute to the next, things can change pretty quickly. And uh he'll let me know when there are times when he's feeling overwhelmed. And he puts it in not quite those terms i have to kind of read between the lines but he knows i can read between the lines so we we talk about it and so typically what i'll do is i'll i'll ask the first question i'll ask will be more general like so tell me how you're feeling about about your work it looks like there's some stress there tell me a little bit about it mm-hmm. he'll walk into some of the actual work that he's doing and why it's stressful what are the obstacles what are the frustrations um and then i'll i'll typically ask well is is this you know where is this on a I usually don't use a scale, but where is this on the scale of this is really a big deal or this is just something that is that has happened this last week? I like to kind of pinpoint what their issues are mm-hmm. um, more specifically than than kind of this general angst. And is it a, is it a long term thing? Is it a short term thing? I've got some guys on my team that are pretty emotional, and so if they're having a bad day and they're filling out their one on one that day. It'll just be an explosion in the one-on-one meeting. And then I'll say, well, okay, so tell me a little bit about that. Is this an ongoing issue? Is this just a today thing? And Mm -hmm. because we have a good relationship and there's good trust there, they'll say, yeah, this is probably just the last 24 hours. You know, (laughs) just Mm -hmm. I'll I'll be over it in a day and a half. I'll be, that's great. But there are some other people that they'll let me know that there's a trend. And I have to dig into that trend a little bit. Like, when did this start? Is this something that is that is based on your tasks and circumstances, or is this a bad fit in your role? Yeah. And how do you how do you find a trend? Because I'm sure they don't say like, "Hey, I'm trending towards discouragement." Yeah, that's a good question. Um, probably what I'll do, I, I do tend to look back at at previous one on ones occasionally and try to find mm-hmm. out if, particularly if someone uh, shares a problem in a one on one, if I can't remember that there was a trend, mm-hmm. I'll go back and look to see if there was a trend. Sure. And uh, and certainly when we get to quarterly reviews, when I'm looking through all my one-on-one content, I'm I'm seeing trends. I see the story, and sometimes mm-hmm. the story is a bigger issue. So for some people, the story is well, we have some really different difficult customer issues that we're dealing with, and that's the story. It's just hard. For other people, it's this job is hard. Like I'm I'm having a hard time with this role, and it may be that they're in the the right role, but they have the wrong kind of leadership. Maybe I'm not leading them properly or there are other resources that they don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's something that's going on in their personal lives. That's a touchy one in these relationships, but if you have some trust, you can go in a little bit on those um, yeah. if they give you permission. Yeah, you know? yeah it's got to be a permission thing. It, it does. Because 
you you don't separate yourself from your life when you come to work. Some no. people try to, but you you end up bringing your whole self to work, whether you share it or not. Sure. And you know, this weekend I was installing water softeners and working. <laughs> I worked longer hours this weekend than I do during the week. Right. <laughs> and right. you know, I came in tired on Monday. Yeah. Uh, just from like a busy long weekend. Well, and it's an ugly day. It's a steely gray day, and all of us were kind of like icky. And yeah, there's circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the, and I think that's a really good point. Even as you're you're building your one on ones with your team, one of the things to ask is, like, how do you how do you want this relationship to be? Because mm-hmm. some people will be very much like, no, I want to have an open relationship. I want you to have the freedom to ask me uh, whatever you want to ask me, even regarding personal things. And other people don't. And and I've had that conversations with, and it's not a problem for me yeah. if they just say, look, no, I I just want to talk about work issues at work. That's great. That's fine. Happy to do that because, Mm -hmm. again, this is something you have to build together and you've got to respect people's boundaries in that. Mm -hmm. Um, My boundary as a manager is I'm willing to share with you what you want to know. I don't have anything in my back pocket about you or about your work that I'm Mm -hmm. not telling you. But And and I personally tend to be fairly transparent about my personal life as well with the people that I work with. Mm -hmm. But that is not a requirement. And some people aren't comfortable with it and they shouldn't be made to – they shouldn't be made to – uh, respond the way I would. Yeah, and I think you do that dance well. Like you share without then asking for someone else's mm-hmm. um, reciprocating response. Right. right. Like it's asking about the weekends, one thing, but you don't like share something about uh, your marriage or your kids, and then say, "You ever had that problem with you <laughs> yeah. in your life or anything?" <laughs> yeah. Like that's obviously where the personal life stuff goes way off the rails and inappropriate. Yeah. yeah. Um, it feels yeah. unsafe to people. And and the one thing you want to have out of this one-on-one experience is that it's safe. Mm-hmm. They come in, they can share what they need to share, that can be a, a real trusting place. Yeah. And frankly, as you know, uh, from a lot of the people we've heard from as we've been uh, building uptick, uh, a lot of times they're not a safe place. You come in and you're confronted with expectations you weren't aware of. Um, you're being held accountable for things that you didn't even know you were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And you're, uh, you really aren't known well. You know, I've, I've said this a few times, but I really think that people want to be known by their managers at whatever level they want to be known. Not It doesn't have to be personal. Yeah, everyone's level is going to be different. Right. But they don't want to be just another person in the queue. Right, right, right. I know your name and that's it. You know, I the, the one person in particular I'm thinking of on our team who's fairly close to the vest in his personal life is very transparent in their professional life with me. And mm-hmm. so these are the things, way, places they'd like to grow. This is places that they'd like to go. This is their aspirations. And I love that. Yeah. I love it because it gives me an insight into how I can help them get there. So that's still a safe place for them, even though they're not telling me about their personal life or anything like that. So when you've had those conversations, you come in with kind of like, you know, here's my set of questions I want to have answered. And then you realize, okay, we got to change this. It's not, it's just mm-hmm. a one-way conversation and that's not helpful. Mm-hmm. How have you kept it fresh over time? Because even if you're, you have that good starting point of the meeting of like, okay, here's the things that we both want from this time. Good. Our cards are on the table and this is good. We're going to have, we, we can meet each other's expectations. How do you keep it fresh and not just become a recital of the same sorts of things? Because after a month of that, like I've, we've experienced that you and I, yep. people who use uptick have given us that same feedback, like, Hey, like this was really great to have some structure, but it's starting to feel like the same thing over time. Like, what have you done and what do we suggest to other people? Well, I think the first thing you need to do is ask the other person, what, what should I be asking? 
you know, they, they often have a much better idea of the sort of things that will stimulate a conversation than I do. Mm-hmm. So um, I've got a couple couple people on the team, yourself included, who have written me some really great feedback. So that I actually put that question in our one-on-one. Yeah, like, I just answered it this morning. Beautiful. And, and that's super helpful for me because all of a sudden it's mm-hmm. like, oh, that gives me insight into what you think is important, the kind of things that you want input from me on. Mm-hmm. And, and again, it feels like the meeting is living. It's just not a dictation from the manager. So that's one thing. Yeah. Uh, we were interacting with a customer this morning who uh, had another issue, but we were talking about his thing. And he felt the same thing. Like, I needed to refresh the questions because I felt like they were kind of getting repetitive. Mm-hmm. Anything after a while starts to feel like a rut. And um, because I'm a pretty alive person, mm-hmm. I'm pretty dynamic, um, sometimes I think I'm not susceptible to that. But I am. And I kept, I keep playing the game the same way, mm-hmm. and especially when the tyranny of the urgent comes up, when there's a lot of stuff going on that that feels very, um, very timely, and pr- there's pressure and urgency. Mm-hmm. I'll just kind of revert to the status update. Yeah, and, what's the stuff that has to get discussed? Yeah. What's the the yeah. info that you need? But, some, but sometimes, but let me just finish though. But sometimes, that's a cop out. It really is. I, I, we end up talking about, it's not that the things we're talking about aren't important, yeah. but the question is, are they the most important? And that's something that um, I really need to hear from my team about that mm-hmm. because they'll have an idea about what's most important too. I'm not the great and powerful Oz. I just don't know everything. And so mm-hmm. I, I need for my team to to feed me, to help me understand how to be a better leader and how to help the team um, be successful together. Yeah. And, and that's a big part of it too. I mean, when you see people talking about one-on-ones, some companies take the the hardline opinion that this is a, or not even whole companies, but just managers, they take the hardline opinion that one-on-ones are employee-driven meetings. And that all comes from a really great place of like, okay, manager, this is, uh, a, you need to have this time with your team because mm-hmm. you need to give each person on your team dedicated one-on-one FaceTime, mm-hmm. whether that's in person or over a video call, if you're not in the same location or something like that. Right. Um, but when I've talked with other people who have one-on-ones this way, I've seen that there's like some managers that seem to do the dance really well of, okay, this is the employee driven, but the manager is fully down for it. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're totally bought into it and they're a totally willing participant, like active participant. Mm-hmm. But I think there's also a cop out position for the manager to say, okay, this is employee driven. I'm going to come in, I'm going to show up, but come with, you got to come with intentionality because if we were doing it that way. I mean, we we kind of you said some structure that we've you create some structure that we've both discussed. Mm-hmm. So right. in that sense, we did it very collaboratively. Mm-hmm. Um, but it isn't the hard line like this is an employee driven meeting. Mm-hmm. Now, when we come in, you ask me, you know, is there anything specific you want to talk about? Slash, we cover that pre meeting when we mm-hmm. when I write my update to you. Um, but I think that's a thing to be really careful of for managers that are in the employee driven one on one environments don't cop out on the meeting. You need to come and like be ready to be engaged. Come with things that you want to ask the other person, ask your team member for for their benefit, not for your benefit. Mm-hmm. Maybe things you've noticed in their work style or mm-hmm. um, things that you've just like have kind of piqued your curiosity maybe about like where they want to go in the company or, mm-hmm. or in their career. Things that are going to th- be thought-provoking for the team member, not just because you're trying to extract some information. You know, this is a good insight because I think for a lot of managers, myself included, there are times when things are really busy that I get lazy. I, I, I do. 
and I just come into the meeting and it's sort of like I'm going to let it wash over me like a wave, but I'm not going to really participate in it. I, I don't grab my surfboard and try to try to get on mm -hmm. it and do anything with it. I simply just am responding. And yeah. you guys have done a good job of, of kind of pounding on me a little bit that way. In Uptick, we have a thing where um, the employees can write, a, can write comments and, and, and so can the managers. Well, you guys are writing comments and I wasn't writing comments. And it was kind of the lazy man's way of like, well, we'll talk about it when we get in the meeting. But you guys helped me understand that I need to be just as thoughtful in my comments and the way I'm thinking about it as you guys are in what you're writing. And that's what makes it yeah. truly collaborative. But I, I'm susceptible, just like anyone else, to just being lazy, show up at the meeting, kind of kind of let the wave wash over me and, and dry off when I leave. You know, not a, not a good yeah. thing. Yeah, and it can feel like a one-way conversation like that. Totally. Totally. Well, one of the other the things in the blog that I talked a little bit about was um, the other side of that. You know, we're talking about how we, we want to engage with the, our team member about what their needs are. Mm -hmm. But as you just kind of intimated when you were talking about the manager uh, kind of letting the, the employee drive it, the manager's got to have some reason to be there too. And um, yeah. as you were managing your team, what were the things that you were thinking that you wanted out of that meeting as a manager? Well, like I said earlier, the the one-on-ones that I've was starting to have, but all of these one-on-ones started off with also people that were new to the team. Mm -hmm. So really early on, the conversations were much more about getting to know them, building a relationship, making sure they were clear on like what what is the work that they're being tasked with, mm -hmm. understanding like what do they need to get their job done well. Uh, is there anything that I can do to help make sure that they're not stuck on things? So it was really kind of like. I mean, survival basics right, <laughs> of like new right. person joining the team, making sure that they knew that like I was in it with them. Like, oh, like, do you want a mouse pad? <laughs> like yeah. that came up one time because yeah. the mouse just wasn't <laughs> tracking well on the desk. Right, right. And um, it just, it came up because we were actually talking about like, do you have everything you need? Like, do you need any cables? Stuff like that. Yeah, like, parenthetical thought here. Uh, you took all of the kind of the mechanics of what's it like to work in the office. Where do you find the pencils? Where do you get stamps? Where do you go for reimbursable things? You took all those things and put them in a Trello board, and and they came in like they could reference it. It was great. Yeah, it was largely encouraged just by some other people of like, okay, here's some things that are confusing when we onboard before, and there was none of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we tried to do it better this time around. Um, yeah, so that was the starting point. Was just trying to help make sure the team member would be successful in their role. Mm -hmm. That was really all I wanted because I knew if they were feeling successful in their role, there's a really good chance I would be getting the the quote work that like we were hoping this right. person would be able to do, and, and that was all the case. Um, but once we, once we were going through that, like it was also more like kind of like we were kind of thinking through like a 30, 60, 90 day, mm -hmm. not necessarily like evaluation per, mm -hmm. perhaps but more like what are the things that like we need to like be on the same page about like in the first month what about in the second month what about in the third month um and so when some people talk about like a 30 day 30 60 90 day for onboarding a new team member like a quote probationary period or something mm -hmm. like that to determine mm -hmm. like you know is this going to be a good fit it shouldn't be a decision on day 90 you should know like mm. I don't know, this is an arbitrary number, but like on like week three, if things are trending the right way or not. Right. And knowing like, man, I really want to hire this person now. Mm -hmm. Or I want to, I want, I know that this person is going to stay on the team. Mm -hmm. Or if not, then okay, well then what are you going to do between week three and six so that you can decide by then? 
it shouldn't be a last minute decision. Right. It should really be progressive throughout the whole time. No one should be wondering what's happening. And so fortunately with both the people I was onboarding, it was very obvious like, yep, this is working great. Mm -hmm. So we were able to kind of move through that more quickly and get more just to about what I felt like was my job as, as the team lead in that position mm -hmm. was just to make sure that they had clarity of what expectations were, giving them any resources they needed, because we were still building the relationship mm -hmm. through it, but really like when it got to more like the work side of things, that's more what I was thinking about. Yeah, and I, I, I noticed that you were having some pretty intense meetings with them to really bring clarity. In both cases, these are you know two highly effective people, but you were making them more effective by sitting down and saying, okay, let's really dig into the work. Let's not, let's not gloss over. What, is, what are we actually trying to do? What are your responsibilities? What are my responsibilities? And I found that when I do that, uh, I have a way more effective relationship with my team member. Mm -hmm. If it's just, here are my, this is what I want you to do, it doesn't work. But there's, in any manager team member relationship, there are responsibilities for the manager too. Mm -hmm. And that's something that um, that I think sometimes we forget about that. We, we're, we're as the managers, we're kind of doling out responsibilities. But my responsibility is to resource you, to give you the resources you need to do your job. Mm -hmm. And I realized that in that collaborative environment that the the meeting becomes way more alive when we both recognize our own responsibilities. As you're thinking about um, maybe a manager who's just just dropped into a company where now one-on-ones are a, a cultural thing they've never done them before um, or someone who's just like trying to kickstart them they've been doing them for a while and it's just kind of dragging on uh, what 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 would you give as maybe just a suggestion of like something to try for for people in those situations I think the biggest thing is um, asking questions and being patient for the answers I know that's not a how-to, mm -hmm. but I think if you start off with some of the questions we talk about in our blog post about, you know, what do you hope to get from this? What are the sorts of things that you, where are, you, are areas you want to grow? What are strength, strength areas you'd like to see expanded on? Those are the kinds of questions that, mm -hmm. that open people up and they immediately understand that this isn't you coming in as a manager and trying to impose something on them, but hey, we're going to do this together. But the, the patience piece is a really big piece. And it's mm -hmm. not something I'm great at. Um, silence in a meeting isn't a great thing for me. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a loud... You want to fill it? I do. I want to fill it. <laughs> and asking the question... I, I asked you a question in the middle of this interview that will be edited out, okay? And I asked you that question. You said, huh, good question. And you paused for 30 seconds, 45 seconds to mm -hmm. actually think. And people need to do that. And they need to feel the freedom to do that. And because I've worked with you for a while and I know that's how you operate, mm -hmm. I didn't say a thing Yeah, because I knew you were actually thinking. And that will happen in our one-on-ones. Because yeah. if you ask a question and you want someone to actually respond, you got to give them a second to think about it. Exactly. And the other thing I would say to this to managers is that there will always feel like there's more pressure from the employee side about what's going to happen in that one-on-one -on -one than your side. There's always mm -hmm. a little bit more unknown on the team member side. The manager can sort of control the meeting if they want to. So it's really important to be patient and let the team member breathe. Let them think. Let them respond. Because mm -hmm. that'll build trust in the relationship. And then you'll be able to have a little bit more give and take later on. But initially, it's really important to start with 
with asking questions and being patient for the answers. Yeah, and to add one other thing onto the patient side is that it it can take some time mm-hmm. for it to feel more like you're in it together. Mm-hmm. But it's it's on you as the manager to make sure that the environment is set up that it can feel that way. So if you're being confrontational, you're bringing up only things that are critical or you're always just being a doing a request for information, then it's not going to feel like you're in it together. It's going to feel like you've got the agenda of what you want to get out of this. And so the other person may come in and say, you know, I don't really need, I don't really want anything out of this time. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's how they actually feel because they haven't really thought about it. They don't know what it could be for. Mm-hmm. Maybe they've just had bad experiences with one-on-ones mm-hmm. in the past. But you coming in saying like, what would I want my manager to be asking me if I was on the other side of this table, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what can help set the right the right tone. If if you don't want your manager to ask you the status update on all the projects, and especially the one you forgot about finishing last Friday, mm-hmm. think about what what your t- team member would want you to ask them about. Like, what's something you're really happy that got done last week, mm-hmm. or what's something that you're really proud of, mm. something recently that you're you're happy with? Um, what's some of the work that you've been doing recently that you've enjoyed enjoyed the most? Mm-hmm. Things like that that can like. You don't. Have, it doesn't have to be an all happy fest or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But trending towards optimism mm-hmm. can help bring out people's feel that oh, this is a good conversation. Yeah. This isn't a negative conversation. Yeah, I think that's an excellent point. Um, putting a bow on that is that if you start the conversations with celebration, and you actually have some space for people to talk about the things they like and where mm-hmm. they feel successful. Um, Eventually, you'll get your opportunity to give constructive feedback when you need to. But but yeah. allowing that meeting to be something that they look forward to is way better than, than having them come in either not knowing what's going to happen or knowing that, okay, this is the place where I get my demerits. Like, yeah. That's a bad way. Hey, thanks again for tuning in to Let's Talk Teams today. If you have any other questions, we'd love to talk with you. You can hit us up on Twitter at Uptick App. You can also message us personally. Our info is in the show notes. And if you want to make your one-on-ones better with your team or with your manager, check out Uptick by visiting UpTickApp.com.